Greetings, my fellow educators, and welcome to another episode of this podcast. My name is Brian. Now, this is a very interesting time of the year. Not only are we combating spring fever for both students and ourselves, we're also having to managing state testing, getting all our curriculum in for the years out. But for some of us, this time of year represents needing a change. Not only are we changing seasons, but we're looking forward to maybe changing jobs. Now, I know a lot of people in the teacher community are leaving education. They are done with the classroom and they're moving on to other things. For some people out there, they want to stay in the classroom, but maybe they just need another classroom environment at another school. This episode is for new teachers who are looking to enter the profession and for those of you who are veteran teachers that are just looking for a change to go teach somewhere else. It's all about the ability to communicate in an interview situation. And to help us with that, I had two guests on the program, two very important guests. My uncle, who had teaching experience, and my mom, who had a chance to not only teach for several decades, but also be a principal. So I was really wanting both my uncle and my mom's insight into what makes a successful interview. As an administrator, because you were a principal, so you hired teachers right. after many years of teaching, what specific things did you look for, good or bad, to say, you know what, I think this may be a person that I want on my staff? Probably the most important thing is a sense of commitment. I wanted teachers on my staff who were committed to the school and also the children. All right, let's say they are brand new teacher, and how do they display that commitment? Because I, I agree with you, a lot of principals are looking for that, but how does one convey that in an interview? Well, especially in their attitude. If you have eyes glowing whenever you talk about children, you have a big smile, and you act like that you are really excited about this year and that you are going to really put your whole self into it which most new teachers do. I don't think they realize quite how the work that is involved ahead of them, and they are easily discouraged. So I try to look for that commitment and that raw joy that they display in their attitude. I would usually have a situation that I would give them and ask them how they would solve that situation and see how actively they would pursue it. Really, it's kind of a gut feeling after you have been in teaching as long as I had, that you know the teachers that are really going to be excited and enthusiastic about this job. You mentioned, too, that you give them a, a specific situation or scenario, a classroom scenario. Right, right. Especially about discipline. If Johnny is misbehaving and disturbing the class, how would you solve this problem? I just would listen very carefully for their answers to see if they're anywhere within realism or is it something that they have quoted from a classroom that they have learned. Is it a textbook answer or is it an answer that I actually use? Right, exactly. I I can verify as many interviews as I've done with teaching, that's almost a universal question. How are you going to handle classroom discipline? And that can be very difficult if you've never been in the classroom. But if you've had student teaching, if you had a chance to observe teachers 
in the classroom, hopefully you can take those ideas and apply it in your answer. Exactly. Not so much what maybe college taught you, but actually what you saw worked with the teachers. Also, another situation they'll ask you is, what was a lesson plan that you're proud of? Right. I mean, how do you follow lesson plans? Do they have to be exactly by the book, or do you vary your lesson plans to meet the, the type of child that you're dealing with? I think it's very important not to have somebody who is rigid to follow lesson plans verbatim, that I want a teacher that is able to create and match the child, particularly children that they're dealing with, to the lesson plan more so than adapting the lesson plan to the children. I've been interviewed with in the past. They say, well, how will you handle confrontational parents? situations that we know in this business, you're going to have parents who love you and some parents are going to be very confrontational. What's an answer that might press a principle that you have abilities to handle confrontational parents? The thing I would do would be to tie it back to where they have already been. Things like, for example, during their student teaching, how did they handle classroom conflict during student teaching days? And if they had not had student teaching for some reason, what were their problem-solving skills? What were their conflict resolution skills whenever they were in other situations, other employment, or even when they were living in the dormitory or in other roommate conflicts, all kinds of situations that would still be applicable. James, what are some basic interviewing skills that one can convey while you're in the interview hot seat? Well, I would agree that attitude is probably the most important thing you bring to any kind of interaction with another person. What kind of attitude do you exhibit? So that having said, most of the time, if you are true to yourself in being able to exhibit these traits, things that I would look for are, you know, is this person comfortable being themselves? Are they comfortable with the role of being a teacher? Do they see themselves as some kind of evangelist on a crusade? Then I'm a lot more apprehensive about them than acknowledging their humanness. I look for things like how can they relate to what they've already done? Things like, do they look at me when they talk? Do they give me yes or no answers to questions that are definitely leading and much more expansive? What is the person asking you? And sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes no. And sometimes they want an expansion, like such as, what did you like best about your student teaching days? That obviously is more than... Well, I like showing up and leaving in the same day. You know, something short. That's not what they're looking for. And I think principals even are impressed if you ask questions of them. One of the things I've done is like, I'll say to the principal, what do you look for in your teachers? When you walk into the classroom, what are you expecting to see? Because if you go in with the mindset that says, I want to make sure that the shoe fits for both of us, as versus I'm going to say and do whatever you want to hear, you know, you want to make sure that this administrator in the school system is going to fit you. Principals respond to that when you ask questions. I would say very much. I'm looking for a teacher who would be willing to work as a team member, but also who has a win-win situation, whether it's me as a, an administrator to the teacher or whether it's the teacher to the students or the teacher to the parents or whoever. And win-win situation is what you're talking about. Yeah. Make sure it has a fit. But if it is the attitude of, it's me, as a teacher, always to win uh, with the students or always to win with the administration or always to win with parents. I yeah. have some problem 
with my attitude. So I'll go back. One, a positive attitude toward win-win interaction, and two, the ability to listen. So if you can master the interaction of listening as well as exchanging and asking your own questions, that can be a, a good, healthy balance for you. Very interview. much so. I agree. And because, once again, most principals in their own selfish self-interest are looking for people who will not cause problems. Yes. They will not cause problems for them. They will not cause problems for the students. And they won't cause problems for the board or the teacher or parents or whoever. They don't want problems. Also, if in their previous job, I mean, this is not a new teacher, obviously, but in their previous job, if they had problems saying that because of this administrator, I had... Right. Playing victim or blaming blaming people. Right. Blaming and blaming and, you know, not accepting... Principals do not want teachers that are going to cause problems. Well, let's say a new teacher is in a situation where they're really desperate for this job, and the principal says, well, can you coach this or be running the yearbook on that? And the person in the interview chair doesn't want to do that. Should they be truthful and not wanting those responsibilities and coming out and saying, like, you know, I'm not interested in coaching or I don't want to do yearbook, I don't want to do booster club, I don't want to do cheerleading, well, once again, uh, you're looking for a win-win situation. As a teacher, you have to decide, is this something that's going to cause me pain? Is this something that's just going to cause mild discomfort? Because if you have an illusion that your first year is going to be made up of, I don't know, 35 angels and parents perfectly accommodating and all the supplies you want and other illusions, then, yeah, you can go ahead and say, I never want to be member. But if you think, okay, well, I've not thought about it. But, you know, I'd certainly be willing to learn more. What does it entail? Then, once again, back to the principal. Or what about saying, this? Be, if you're a first-year teacher, well, maybe not my first year, but I, I would certainly be open to doing that my second or third year. Another very positive one, because, once again, you're acknowledging the principal's needs, too. Right. And, once again, the principal, I say he, but he or she, the principal is looking to solve their problem, too, by hiring you and if you are shutting down avenues in which they can solve their problem, the odds are you're not going to get much of an interview. That's basically what interviews are, is conveying how can you fill what I need, but from both parties. But can't we say that some principals will take advantage of first-year teachers and overwhelm them with extracurricular oh, duties because they know nobody else wants to do it, and they, they know that young teacher will have so much enthusiasm take on the role. I agree. I agree. But a wise principal will realize not to overburden a first-year teacher because they're going to be overwhelmed with just the classroom situation. And if they have extracurricular responsibilities, they are are not going to be able to do, do, do their job properly, which is teaching the children. This is their top priority. But I can understand why principal would ask down the road, would you be interested in that? Because apparently they can see them as something that would be beneficial to the school, and they need to know the teacher's attitude toward that. Right. If down the road they would do this, but not possibly in the first year. Talk to the faculty if they're there, because you and I, we've everyone's had worked who's been in education long enough, has worked for good principals and, and not so good at principals. Exactly. We wish we could say they're all 
great and they're for the teachers and the students, but some aren't. So something you might want to do is just talk to the faculty and kind of get an idea of the working climate that uh, you'll be going with and some of the people you may be working with. Exactly. A lot of principals are bringing in four or five teachers and assistant principal, you know, a team of teachers to interview this one prospective teacher. Is there anything uh, someone can do ahead of time as they get ready to go into the office to maybe lessen their anxiety? The thing I find most useful is always remind me, breathe deeply. Breathe carefully. Measure your breathing. Take time to stop and let some silence occur while you think. In other words, there's no need to just keep the words flowing just because there are people there with pens. So give yourself time, breathe deeply, keep looking, uh, at them. Was body posture something that you noticed in a lot of what this person was like? Body posture and also eye contact. Eye contact, something I really, really did look for. Even if there were two or three other people in there, that whenever that person was talking that the teacher devoted their entire person to them. Did you check references? Yes. On every teacher? Every teacher. I felt like it would be a disservice not to. And because they were working with children, and I needed to know another person's point of view. I had already formed my point of view, and I wanted to make sure that another person agreed with that. That was a conversation with my uncle, James Huey, and my mom, Evelyn, from many years ago. Whatever your choice is in careers with teaching, whether you're leaving the profession, looking to get into it, or just needing to change, I sincerely hope that this spring season is a good transition for you. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.